Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. My name is Aaron Call, and I'm the Director of Debate here at Michigan. We have uh, the Michigan Debate Program, which usually consists of a few dozen undergraduate students at the University of Michigan. And the main thing that we do is uh, attend debate tournaments uh, with these students so they can compete against the other best debaters from all around the country at you know, a lot of our peer institutions, places like Harvard and Dartmouth and Berkeley. And uh, we want to you know, challenge our, our students to compete in a debate sense against the other, you know, the best and brightest students from around the country. This year is a little different in that uh, the tournaments that we're attending are uh, virtual and, and over Zoom, but in a regular year, we travel uh, throughout the country with the team uh, to other colleges and universities um, and, and debate at uh, those uh, locations. And so that's you know, kind of the, the main uh, function of the debate team. But in addition to that, we do a lot of other things. The next largest thing we do is every summer we host a national high school uh, debate camp. Uh, every summer we host over 400 high school students from around both the country and world. And uh, they, the camp lasts for over six weeks and we teach high school students uh, how to debate, how to you know, increase their public speaking and research and critical thinking skills. And it's great to have you know, all those uh, high school students and be able to, to teach them. And in addition to them improving at their high school debate skills and, and doing well in their high school debate competitions, um, there are all those camp students are potentially future uh, Michigan, University of Michigan students. Uh, every year, over 100 uh, high school debaters uh, apply to the University of Michigan and uh, usually at about 18 to 24 end up enrolling and a portion of that are students that are actively on the debate team. So in addition to our, our summer high school camp uh, recruiting and recruiting top high school students from around the country and world that also that happen to be involved in debate is a big part of, of what the debate team does. Um, after that also we host a tournament every year. Uh, it's in the fall either the last weekend in October or first weekend in November, we host a, a national high school debate tournament. And this year was a little different. We hosted it uh, online, but it was as large as ever. We had about 800 uh, high school debaters from around the country and world that attended the tournament. And normally uh, they would uh, be on campus and you know, get to, to see the campus and maybe uh, take a, a recruiting tour. And it's another uh, way in which we can engage high school students that are interested either in attending our camp or, or being a part of the University of Michigan as a student. And I would say finally, I'd say a big part of what the debate team does is alumni engagement. The debate team has been around since 1903, and you know we have alums going back to uh, you know the 1950s and 60s that are active alums of our program, and we have a, a listserv where we can update them on the success of the debate team every month or so. And it's uh, great to meet with um, all these alums as we travel throughout the country, or now you know virtually, um, just to 
you know, to, to keep up with them, uh, see what debate was like when they were debating, how it's changed. Um, but also, you know, many of them have uh, relatives and, and sons and daughters that are uh, interested in Michigan and in uh, many which do debate. And so kind of things come for full circle uh, with our alums who are previously here and the future generations of Michigan students. And so um, because the debate program has been around so long, there's, there's several hundred alums um, keeping up, uh, making sure that we're active with them and they're aware of, of what the program's doing is another big part of what the, the team does. The Wake Forest University hosts this tournament, the, the Franklin Shirley tournament, and it's one of, if not the longest running tournaments. Thinks this is the, the 64th uh, year that they've hosted it. And it's always the last major tournament of the first semester before you know, the Thanksgiving and, and winter breaks. And it's usually the largest tournament of the first semester. This year, there were over uh, 100 teams competing from all over the country. And so it's um, you know, considered the, the national championship of the first semester, given how large it is, um, how long the tournament has been hosted, and the fact that it's the last tournament of the first semester. And so you know, a great uh, amount of importance is put on it. And we did emerge victorious and, and won that tournament. And not only won the tournament, but our team of Raphael Pieri and Giorgio Rubini uh, were undefeated at the tournament. They went uh, 8-0 in their preliminary rounds, were the top seed, and they also they won all five of those and finished the total tournament 13-0, and they defeated Dartmouth College in the final round on a, a 4-1 decision, and so uh, they did win the tournament, and it's their first uh, tournament victory of the year, and it was great that they won this particular tournament because last year uh, they lost in the final round to Cal Berkeley on a, a 2-1 decision. And so to, to be so close uh, one year ago and then to win the tournament this year uh, was great. Um, but it's, um, and they've been so close, you know, previously they were second to last year. They were third at a major tournament last year hosted by Dartmouth College. Uh, this year in the first semester, they, they won third place at two tournaments. Uh, Northwestern University and one hosted by Gonzaga University. So they'd come really close to winning. Uh, but this, uh, at this time, they were finally able to, uh, to win and go undefeated for the whole tournament. So it's been a, a great way for them to end uh, the semester and everything you know, really kind of culminated in, in a really great victory that we hope will provide a lot of momentum for next semester, which starts in early January. And just like everyone else, um, this, this pandemic has really impacted us. But the great thing is that despite all the uncertainty and everything, debate is an activity that's still been able to um, to persevere through everything. You know, and we obviously not everything can, um, but through technological advances and ingenuity and other things, um, debate is something that really hasn't skipped a beat too much during all this. I mean, I'm just thinking back to March. I was with the team at the American Debate Association National Championship at hosted by the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And that was in early March of last year, right before, you know, kind of everything came to a head. And, and we flew back from that tournament, uh, had a red eye, landed on Monday morning. And I think by the end of that week, uh, all the students were being sent home. And so it was a really uh, uncertain time for the debate program because, you know, as I mentioned, one of our the big things that we're involved with is an annual summer camp. Since 1985, we've hosted a high school summer camp uh, on campus and, and had hundreds of students participate. And so immediately, the future of that was at risk. And so we spent the 
uh, from March until June when the summer camp starts, basically just you know constructing from square one an online platform for the camp. And so we worked very closely with the university and, and ITS uh, over getting a, a Canvas page set up and, and kind of learning about Zoom and things like that to, so we could uh, have our annual summer camp virtually. And um, it, we were able to, to pull it off and you know had so much great help from the university and, and our, our team and coaches uh, that we had a successful summer camp with the same amount of students that we had the previous summer, um, but we were online uh, for the first time. And so just immediately, you know, kind of once everything happened in March, uh, we scrambled to, to go online, but and not just the summer camp, but all these debate tournaments as well. Um, the high school national championship uh, for high school debate was hosted by the University of Kentucky, and that happened in April of uh, 2020 using uh, Zoom and, and these new uh, platforms. And so that was very successful and kind of showed that debate uh, tournaments and competition could exist online. And there was another high school uh, national championship hosted by the National Speech and Debate Association in June of 2020. And that went well. And in our summer camp and all the summer camps that were hosted uh, you know, went uh, on without a hitch. And so you know, when the college debate season started in, in September, hosted by uh, the first tournament online by Northwestern University. Uh, everything went really well. There was over 100 teams that competed and um, you know, not too many technological problems. By then, things had mostly been worked out. So it's definitely been a change. Um, we've competed in the same number of tournaments we normally would. In the first semester, we attended six. And just rather than traveling to those uh, tournaments in person, they were all hosted online, which was certainly different, but everyone was still able to uh, compete and access uh, debate, even, even though it was in a different form. And so that was great. Um, I'd say, in addition to just kind of the debates being online, there were certainly some other challenges in that um, because Michigan was you know, doing a hybrid first semester, um, most of our students were on campus, either in residence halls or private residences, but we had some, um, you know, in places throughout the country uh, where our students decided to stay at home. And so we had, you know, debate, college debate is a team of two. And so you'll have partnerships. So we maybe had one uh, debater uh, that was in Ann Arbor debating with somebody that a student, you know, from Taiwan or a student that was in Florida. And so certainly that was a little challenging, but, you know, through Zoom and technology and everything uh, and ways in which to communicate, you know, platforms like uh, Discord and Slack and other things, that communication was able to happen. So uh, the debate team is navigating this this difficult time just like everybody else um, but it's great that um, aside from not traveling uh, we were still able to attend the tournaments in the first semester was you know just kind of like it would be um, in any other year there's so many extracurricular options uh, you know, to do with debates in student life in Michigan and so you know rec sports and uh, fraternities sororities and you know, student government, uh, the Michigan Daily, there's so many different things. Once you get to college, you have additional time. You're not in class as much as you were in high school that you could participate in. But certainly debate is one of those extracurricular activities. Um, and I think it's, you know, really important for those that are interested um, because the skills that it teaches, um, I think are valuable for things like graduate school, if, if students choose to go onto that. And also then in the professional world, um, because debate teaches things like, speaking um, publicly before an audience, um, expanding critical thinking skills, thinking of multiple sides of an argument and issues, uh, trying to understand the arguments of your opponents, 
um, even if you may not agree with them, kind of understand where they're coming from. Uh, civil dialogue and exchanges, uh, research, how to use the library um, and online resources and, and things like that. Uh, Cross-examination skills, in, in addition to speeches in these debates, there's also a period where you have to answer questions and ask questions. And so all those things, um, no matter what debaters you know, may go into um, in terms of after undergraduate or in the professional world, those skills can help. And you know, I really see that from engaging with all of our alums. It's our, our debaters, you know, they're not just, you know, don't all become just lawyers or, you know, people that are kind of uh, do in professional things that are similar to debate. Um, out of the hundreds of our alums that debated at Michigan, um, they're medical doctors, they're professors, um, they're, you know, hedge fund managers, they're politicians and uh, ac you know, academics, so many kind of different things. And also the majors of our debate team, we have many LCA majors, but also we have a lot of Ford School of Public Policy or uh, Ross School of Business, um, engineer majors, computer science, and it really spans the gamut of different things. And so um, just the, the skills from debate really translate into no matter what our students are interested in. I, I remember speaking to uh, one of our alums who is a medical doctor and they said, when I get into uh, an operating room, I think about all the things I have to do and the order in which I need to do them and, and triage and that kind of information processing and uh, the way in which I approach things, I learned from uh, when I debated and was on the, the debate team at Michigan. And many of our lawyers, um, alums that are lawyers, say that uh, the research and the organization, when you know putting together their briefs and arguments, um, the skills that they they got from debate um, were some of the most important uh, things, and that they attribute their success to. And I think that that's why so many of our alums uh, stay engaged and support the debate team and program because um, they uh, really do uh, attribute a lot of the, the success that they've had in their in their lives and their careers to the time that they spent in debate. And so those skills can just be so important, no matter what the students end up doing. In addition to uh, Georgia and Raphael winning uh, this Wake Forest Shirley tournament, we also had two other teams that did great as well. We had a, a first-year team of Ethan Muse and Jeremy Margolin uh, who made it to the quarterfinals. They lost on a 3-2 decision to Cal Berkeley, um, but just for a, a first-year team to do that well was, was great. And we had a third team of Brandon Strauss and Kelly Phil who made it to the round of 16. Um, and they're a, a first-year and a and a junior debater. And so we had three teams that made it to the elimination rounds. Uh, we're the only uh, debate program in the country that that had three teams uh, reach the Sweet 16. And so that was great. Um, and uh, the, the first semester just has been very successful, reaching um, third place at both Northwestern University and uh, a tournament hosted by Gonzaga University. And then we had a team of uh, Josh Harrington and Ben McGraw, uh, two sophomores that won second place at tournaments hosted by Mary Washington University and Wayne State University. And so, um, you know, it's just been a great semester where basically at almost every tournament um, won somewhere between first and third place and all of the team, all of the, the members of the team have reached the elimination rounds at, uh, at some tournament throughout the year. And those six tournaments that we attended, you know, of all the performance has been very successful. And so we look forward to a really strong second semester and hope that the momentum for winning this last tournament carries over. And that second semester will start early in January. And it's great this year that students will be able to attend a few 
few tournaments uh, in the winter semester, even before classes start. And so they won't have to worry about balancing that for the first few weeks. And so that's, you know, real benefits uh, this year. And so we uh, expect to attend several tournaments early uh, in, uh, in, the, in the second semester. And so it's, uh, yeah, just been, been such a, a great way and a great way to finish that first semester with a, with a victory. I think that um, first, I'd say, is the benefit of debate, and two is you know just kind of the adapting you know to really tough circumstances. Um, certainly, you know, in the the country is you know polarized. We just went through a really contentious uh, election, and um, but you know I, I think it still shows um, the importance of debate. You know, even during a really tough uh, you know fought election, we still were able to have uh, several you know presidential debates, two at the presidential level, one with the vice president, and um, even when, you know, uh, political parties even disagree and um, it's nice that they can still be in the same room and uh, talk about those, those differences and have, you know, civil discourse and, and disagreements. And I think that's something the debate really teaches. And in this really polarized climate, I think the importance it, it, of debate is even greater uh, than normal. And so, um, you know, through the camp and through everything, um, just, you know, teaching uh, the skills and the benefits of debate, I think, are really valuable and important and, and no more important during this time, you know, kind of in the country and, and in fact, what we're going through. And second is just kind of the, and not just specific to debate, but just, you know, adaption in general. Um, you know, debate has had to, just like everyone, overcome, you know, really difficult things. After 9-11, um, debate went through a transformation because we all of our material used to be um, we used to carry around kind of bins or tubs of you know paper uh, for our, our evidence and our statistics and things like that but after 9-11 you know when traveling you couldn't carry all that um, luggage and because of security and then also you know airlines started charging for those so debate immediately you know went online and we started just everyone had a laptop and and reading our information just um, from a laptop screen, so we would eliminate all that stuff. And a debate has has been kind of virtual, digital, you know, for the past ten years because of that um, unexpected change. And now, um, you know, same thing with with this pandemic. Uh, debate debate had to immediately adapt and did within a month or just a few months, and has still uh, enabled people to participate and in some ways increase access because for you know, some of those that may could not afford to travel or were unable to, um, this has brought uh, debate into you know, the people's uh, personal space. And as long as you know, they have this you know, Zoom and other um, technological capability um, that they can participate. And we've seen some participation numbers increase starting with the summer camp and then both some of these high school and, and college debate tournaments this first semester um, larger entries, more diverse entries, um, people are attending that wouldn't have been able to in a, in a regular situation. So, you know, sometimes things happen, obviously unexpected, um, but then to try to uh, use that and turn it into a positive um, through uh, making, uh, you know, activities more accessible and, and getting, bringing more people involved, I think is really important. And that's true, not just a debate, but other things where, you know, even if, if things occur to try to make the best out of those and and to forge through um, is you know something that's great and that especially for those where it's where it's possible to do thank you for listening to the michigan minds podcast a production of the university of michigan join the conversation on social media with hashtag umichimpact